feels about two years since we did that last recording, which I guess was actually last month, right? It was last month, and when I was thinking about that, and I feel everyone can relate to this, it feels as though we've gone through an entirely different dimension. Yeah. I mean, we went through the fall equinox, we went through the Libra new moon, solar eclipse, and yeah, we're just riding the waves. Down into the the downturn of the season. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well into the yinward, yinward flow. (laughs) hence we're just like I can feel us both just with all I feel like we have like so much within us but it's just we're not we're not in the same just jabbering it out sort of wave we're more in a like we've -hmm. just been like gently chewing something yeah it's always chewing that is so true I like that we're acknowledging I look I I like that you just acknowledged that because I do feel a strong effect as I normally do after the fall equinox. And even though I knew to look for that more dark, more quiet, more inward, it still came by surprise in Mm. the sense of, oh my gosh, it's getting so dark Mm -hmm. so early. Mm. And that's the external level too, right? Right. And then there's, as you just brought up, the internal level of what we're (laughs) gently (laughs) chewing on. (laughs) I don't know why it is. It all. I feel like I, I feel like I talked about us chewing things in the last one, but maybe it was a different episode. But yeah, it's just like it's more like chewing the cut. It's like not only are you chewing it, but it's like something that you've already been working on for a little bit, and that might be yeah, so even more gross. What cut are you chewing on? <laughs> Honestly, I've. <laughs> I think that I'll probably realize through talking to you that there's a thread that connects all of the things, and I. I'm not seeing it at the moment, but it's uh, it it really feels like there's just been different uh, how do I say it? like you know when you get really into an idea or like a new like I watched some things about the forest and then I've been watching a lot about pottery and each what is the word for that not like art form and then like nature everything just has its own language of when you start to learn about it it just feels like it's telling you something you already knew but it's telling Mm. you within that framework and with that within that language so it's like Mm -hmm. something I knew in a different form but now I have a different metaphor to use for it you know what I mean totally and so it's like I'm watching a documentary about the forest but it's like oh that's the soil, like, when the soil gets compressed, life can't, like, exist in it, and the mycelial, like, network suffers, like, when it's too packed down, like, if there's too much weight mm-hmm. on top of it, like, just things where it's, like, there feels like there's a deeper or richer meaning connecting to all the other things that I'm thinking about, but mm-hmm. now I have a different, pottery is more recent than the forest one, but, like, you're watching it, yeah. and they're, they think they're talking about pottery, and they are talking about pottery, but I'm like, this applies to my spiritual life. <laughs> Absolutely. When I first started to watch videos on pottery and I was obsessed for a period of time, I was absolutely struck by the centering of the clay. If you do not center the clay, your whole thing is fooked. Emma, I love you. That's exactly <laughs> when I watched it. I was like, oh, I have to. 
to talk to Emma about the centering of the clay. Alignment, right? If you're not it's in it. your center, it's like, don't try to do anything that else is... because you're just going to wobble. It's going to be oh wonky. God. And ultimately, it's not going to be what you want to create. So if, even if you need to do it 20 times in a row, center the clay. Oh I really, I really, I had this written down on the list, by the way. There is a list. Uh <laughs> I had this written down on the list, and I thought I was going to be bringing the information to you, but the fact that you already knew it and saw, <laughs> it just, like, warms my heart even more. Like, What was funny oh is it was a really short period of time that I was really into watching pottery videos, but, and after I got that nugget, I was like, okay, got it. It's, but <laughs> it's, exactly, it's like, yeah, uh, which to, I have been watching, um, what's it called, The Great Pottery Throwdown. It's sort of like The Great British Bake Off show if you know that it's like a british show and it's a competition but it's a british competition which if you ever watch their shows when they're competing they all just seem to become friends and like cry a lot and it's really sweet and gentle and wholesome and like the judge of this often like is moved to tears by like the weight of a pot like (laughs) my pisces moon (laughs) loves this man like he is so moved by because like he's like this is the weight it you would expect it to be like this is the right weight for this pot and he'll get like tear up and get choked oh. up and it's one of the contestants like one of their favorite things is to try to make him cry like that's anyway because they're like what i'll feel so honored judge what, yes. what because a it, judge it right sounds like he's flowing lots of appreciation he is mm-hmm. tons of and yeah so anyway but watching them and like and then when <laughs> they're like giving instructions for like if it's getting a little wobbly, you know, for how to stabilize it. And they were like, you know, put your, like, lean into anything stable. Like, press your elbow down into your thigh. Press it on the edge. And I was like, oh, my God. Lean this is calibration. Lean into anything stable. Lean right? into anything stable. Which, that, finding something that's stable is an art form in and of itself. And, I mean, I'm talking not about pottery right now, of course. Oh, no. Wink, wink. Right? We have gone. We have done. We have dove we've dived below pottery now <laughs> oh, well and the finding the yeah. things that are stable if you like that can just it really can be anything you just have to know where it is from your particular place like there was a day no there was a day in the last couple of weeks I don't know which day where I was just kind of in a contractive kind of I was in a contractive state and I swear I saw this orange hand towel in our bathroom and when I saw that orange hand towel some knot in me just like relaxed a little bit like an orange hand towel emma like i saw i was like oh that is so i love that shade of orange i like the shade like it just like immediately i felt appreciation immediately i felt a little bit of like release from which if small things can knot you up at least small things can also like release you absolutely you just reminded me of a teaching that I received. Uh, this was back when I was in India. And this one teacher said, you know, basically, like, the reason that we need or want a teacher in human form, it's because they're so much easier to communicate with. But truly, the wisdom of the universe can be communicated in. And he gave the example of a napkin. <laughs> Emma! <laughs> and it stuck with me you know it wasn't oh, something that I knew how to fully translate or understand at the time and I'm open to the fact that I don't fully understand it now but the deeper level of understanding is that yeah it, 
when we're ready, it doesn't matter what form it comes in. We, it's just us being open to receive. And that, yeah, that feels we're so, in yeah, that feels, we're in Chantal, the napkin. And it also, I had this idea that we also sometimes, I almost want to say feed ourselves color or are craving certain colors. Like if you think of colors as like they exist on the vibrational wavelength, right? Like in a certain framework. And I feel like there are times when we might be, so to speak, deficient or maybe just a little more closed off to a certain color in our, if you don't mm-hmm. even want to think of the, sh- I also think of it in terms of the chakras because I feel like there are times when I'm feeling, def- I'll say deficient, that's a better word, but yeah, deficient in a certain area. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm, what is it? What's the word of a- oh. Oh, you I just got want to it. point out for all of the listeners right now that you have an orange hat on. I just, so. I just got it. I've been craving orange. <laughs> so like, it's no secret. It is kind of outing myself too. Cause if you start seeing, you'll start noticing what you're like, well, Esther must be needing like to express like I've got blue and orange. So it's like sacral and voice is kind of feels like mm-hmm. the, anyway, if you associate those colors, I know that some I, people have different I color associations, but it does feel like it, like thinking of people who have a favorite color and then thinking of what I know about those people, I'm like, Oh, they're just constantly trying to open their heart, you know, like, or they're whatever it is. Like, it feels like people are like, they're dosing themselves subconsciously Ooh. with color. Oh, that's fun. I like That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you can, you can just get a read on what someone might be. Yeah. You get it. You know what's okay? This is so fascinating because I was just asked yesterday what my favorite color was, and my old favorite color came <laughs> to the fore, which was green, fascinatingly enough. But when I considered it, I thought green really isn't my favorite color. My favorite color really, and then, then I went to blue, which is another color I really like, mm. really, really like. And then I thought, no, ultimate favorite color is purple. And Ooh. this is something I've circled back to. Purple is always the color I come back to. It was a favorite color as a child, and nothing to me felt more awesome than the idea, which came into form one time in my life, of driving a car that was purple. Because my aunt rented a car, and we drove up to Oregon in it, and it was purple! Ah, I associate you with purple. I feel like you're a person that I know that... You're a person that I know. You're a person in my life. You're a person I know. We just know each other. Okay. Uh, but you do wear it's like a rich purple too it's not just like the mm-hmm. high school purple because I feel like that's what I usually think of with purple is the high school purple we had like oh, a I high like school that was very purple or like the deep deep yep. purple yeah that's what yeah. the eggplant sort mm-hmm. of purple yeah. yeah, my mom was wearing purple eyeshadow today, which is really weird. I've, I mean, it's not weird. It was beautiful on her, but <laughs> we both commented, I, she and I, to each other, of I said how beautiful it was, and she, you know, received that, and we were just, and I'm like, you don't, normally don't do that, do you? And she's like, no. And so now with this comment, and she's wearing a purple sweater, so it's <laughs> really fascinating. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like a big dose. Yeah, is she going through even. some like yeah. spiritual transformation? Maybe. Well, that's that's private. We'll we'll leave that. Right. That's you like just keep an eye on her. I I love I love that thought. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's, some I, crown I, chakra I opening. Consider spiritual transformation with something beneficial. So. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. The oh oh, I might have to pull out my list. Something just like 
pinged close to one and then it left my mind. Uh, I think I could navigate away and come back. I'm going to try. Can we just also acknowledge, I just want to say how fun it was to have our last conversation and it was really fun to receive so much positive feedback as well mm, because yeah, what it sparked for me, when I re-listened to our conversation, I received so much benefit from it and this is just listening to you and me talk. And right. Half of it is me and so I was receiving benefit from hearing my own words <laughs> <laughs> as well as your words. It's But like, so, that was the you of the moment. Other people, right? No, I know. Well, it's... It, it is just like going back and reading our own writing, you know, journals. What's nice to know is that, yeah, what we've what we felt sparked to share is enjoyed. Yeah, and that benefiting. was yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Okay, list well, and time. also, Let's hear it. no, um, it was actually. Do you want to hear? You want to hear the actual full list? The thing that it connected with. Well, the thing that it connected with was, it was while you were speaking, you kind of adjusted a couple of your words to be more specific. And I've done it a couple times in this call too. And I was thinking, it doesn't have to be anything as we know about astrology, but I was thinking maybe that's kind of an aspect of our Gemini, our Chiron and Gemini, where we are conscious of how we're using our words. But I also think it's because you and I both have gone through a lot of uh, changes in what we believe and what we think and how we think. And we are very aware that like words and like what of how we're using our words and what that's communicating about the way we're thinking. So if we say a word and it's a little Mm -hmm. slanted in that old direction or that old belief system, we'll hear ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we'll adjust it to match more where we're intending to be. Do you know what I mean? Which I think is like, Mm -hmm. it's us mastering our own mind when we hear ourselves talk and then we like, we're like, Oh, I hear that. And I actually want to adjust that because I know where that's coming from. I'd like it to go more over here. Absolutely. This brings up basically for me a subject that has been foremost on my mind recently besides my other projects and learnings, but communication Mm. and the words that we use and how we're communicating our meaning. And I do find myself pausing to think a lot more, pausing to consider a lot more. And especially because, yeah, this isn't just this is off the cuff, as off the cuff as we can be, but <laughs> right. I also am aware. Right. You know, it's as if we're sitting here with a bunch of other people. I'm, I'm more aware of myself, more aware of my my words, and of course, at any point in time, I want to be communicating as clearly as possible, um, but also, what I have been noticing is exactly what you said, so there's all these default habitual ways of speaking. Right. Now, when we bring awareness into wanting to communicate in a a way that brings more clarity, more understanding, more compassion, more connecting, which is what I'm realizing that's really the essence of communication for me. And this, now this is where we can bring in that Gemini and Chiron Mm. because Gemini is communication. Gemini is also connecting, connecting with others. Mm -hmm. And so to have Chiron there bringing that wounded healer archetype Mm -hmm. into that sign as I, oh, this is, connects to big epiphany I had in my meditation a couple days ago. I have been telling myself the story of how I'm not a good communicator. Oh. And the reason that I've been telling myself this story, now this is anything though, is because like, man, I would tell you a very I've different story. Working on, mm. <laughs> I've been working on communication. And so there's this idea of where I'd like to be. And 
Mm. I did. It's one of those. Well, it's the the more you know, or the more you see, the more you see, or the more you know, the more you see how you didn't know type thing. Yeah. And what I've been learning as I've been focusing more on my communication is, oh, wow, I haven't known how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And this has nothing to do with using my words. Mm-hmm. This has to do with being fluent with what's going on inside me. And then if I'm connecting with another person, hearing, really hearing what's going on inside them, not like my ideas, yeah. my interpretation. Oh, it's just not hearing it through the lens of your own feelings about it. Yeah. Exactly. So then, you know, that, that trickles into right. Speech in general, but then just, let me going back to the meditation. I had a flip where I realized, Oh, because third house sun over here, right. Communication Mm. is really important to me. The third house is the native house of Gemini. So I have Capricorn there, but it doesn't matter. It still has that Gemini tilt. It Mm -hmm. still has that emphasis on communication. You're just going to climb to the mountain of communication. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I, in the middle of my meditation, my whole thought process switched to communication is my gift. Mm. Communication is what I can bring. Mm. And in that moment, I felt a very clear ding with the Chiron and Gemini, which is in my eighth house. And yeah, I forgot that I've been excited to talk to you about this. Yay. Well, I'm glad that I wrote. And anybody who's in kind of our generation will have Chiron and Gemini. This isn't. Mm. Oh yeah. That's one of the longer ones. That's like a Pluto one. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is a broader, a broader scope. And so, you know, Mm. everyone's going to have their own tilt to what this means for them. Who's in our age group. I don't know. You know, I'm going to be 37. You're going to be 40. (laughs) Like a little trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. For anyone who knows their chart or is curious you can look to see where your chiron is yeah and if they don't know their charts reach out i i got to do a chart reading impromptu last week a couple weeks ago a friend was just saying something in an instagram story where i was just i had that you know i just get curious like oh Ooh, what's that mix going on in there? And so I was just like, do you happen to know your sun, moon, and rising? And she's like, I do, but I don't, like, you know, I don't really get what any of this means. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, let me have all of her details and do a write-up for her. And it was so, so fun, so fun, so affirming. And uh, she said she said that she felt as more seen than she feels by, like, 95% of the people who she talks to. And I was like, that feels like a real, that's, that's the gift yeah, that I like of it. That's you know? the gift of astrology yeah. right there. That is the gift. It's not like, let's be scared about this, that, and the other thing. Right. It's, oh, wow. And this is what we talked about before, but let's just say it again. Like, you know, accepting who we are on a deeper level right. seeing that we're all unique that we have these makeups these you know in astrology it's an elemental makeup super helpful right it is and yeah. I, I do feel Being more <laughs> I feel like appreciation and interest in the person like ooh, look at all of that like or look at this and I used to do kind of a downplaying of like well I wasn't like trained I mean what is training for astrology but like you know or I don't do all the aspects I don't know trying like whatever like just kind of downing it and it's like I do have an instinct for it though like and it feels mm-hmm. like I, I remember and you you watched this process happen from like didn't really know much except maybe like my, my sun sign 
and you showing me my chart for the first time to it being more like a language that I was felt more fluent in. Like I said, there's definitely vocabulary and parts that I haven't really explored with it, but I do feel like I get an impression and a feeling when I look at that mm-hmm. it just feels like well, it works absolutely. Harder. Imagine when you were a child, right? Is there any? I, I don't have any memories of nev of not understanding the adults around me. I always understood what they were talking mm. about. I just wouldn't necessarily be able to uh, communicate on that level. Let's say. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing. Once we start to know the very basics of this language, we're receiving the meaning that's there. And the reason I say this is because since you know, over time as I've been able to incorporate so much more the aspects and transits and this and that it hasn't felt as though it's been any um it hasn't been a revelation of like oh wow I guess I didn't really understand this in the beginning it mm. was oh yeah okay I've been having a sense for this all along mm. this just adds slightly more details yeah. slightly you know unfolded slightly so yeah I'm I'm saying this because I would like to affirm mm. what you've just said, that you have an intuitive mm. sense. You have an innate sense yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's the, it mm. feels like it's the tuning, really. Like, you can get more detail as you, if you, like, add in, like, more understanding on, you know, what is it? There's that one smaller one that sometimes, the Lilith. I don't really know the Lilith. Like, mm-hmm. I talk about Chiron. Like, I get that, but I don't really go into the Lilith of things, and at some point I might. But it is, it does feel like it's more, am I, am I an open, am I an open channel or not? You know, mm-hmm. the same as anything, the same as art, the same as cutting hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, do I feel relaxed and tapped in? And if I am, then I'm under the best guidance. And if I'm not, then it's going to be wonky, and I'm going to have a lot more of my own, uh, my own <laughs> my metaphor is mixing i was going to say like my own ore in the water or something but i don't know yeah it's it's the oh, what you just sparked for me is i'm not done with pottery we'll come back to it with pottery yeah we'll come back to it but keep, no, i was just gonna no, go no. back to pottery oh good right now. I, was <laughs> I was like <laughs> you just said that i was like <laughs> i just want you to going. know Pottery is not in the past for me. There's very much no, still more to go. Pottery is still yeah. very important because I was imagining, as you just said what you said about being open, relaxed, and then you're uh, you're open to the what did you say the very best like, the guidance. Basically, yeah. you're tuned in, so yeah. all channels are open yeah. to receive, right? Right. And when I think about centering the clay, hmm. the spinning of the wheel, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of teaching. I think when I consider that I don't even have to center, I don't have to center myself. I can just allow myself to be centered. Sometimes you're the clay is what you're saying. Exactly. (laughs) And then I'm the clay. I don't have to even take care of the spinning. I don't have to take care of the shaping. Okay. I actually can just relax. All right. (laughs) Let's try this one on. This is going to be a trippy little thought experiment. Okay. Like, (laughs) Because usually it's like we for a metaphor, you kind of have to pick a role, you know, like you have to pick. Are you the potter? And so clay is your day or whatever, but you're the potter. That's the thing. I what if what if depending on a circumstance, it's more fluid and it's a little more of a quantum. You pick your 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 fighter, your player, whatever. I'm mixing too much. Get to it. Uh, so what if 
in a situation where it's like, I haven't like trained in this. I'm not a knowledgeable potter about to throw the clay. In this situation, I'm going to choose to be the clay that is thrown because I need, I apparently need the shaping of this and something Mm -hmm. that does know what's happening here, like a force and a wisdom does know how to center this and does know how to shape this. And I will play clay for this one. And maybe sometimes there's a way that we also could be the wheel. I can't quite get that one, but yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, we could be like, I don't know, like causing a routine rotating force in someone's life that allows them to be reshaped or I don't know, like there's probably some way, but maybe it's less of picking which part of the metaphor we are and just being aware in any given situation, like, is this something that I am in control of? Or is this something that feels outside my control that I need to pretty much just relax and let the potter go to town? You know, and straight up, am I in control? The only thing I can really be in control about is how I feel. Right. And, I mean, obviously, if I'm cooking rice on the stove, okay, yep, I can be... I can be responsible. <laughs> you can be. I mean, you've got more earth in your chart. I'm like, you're good luck, Rice. <laughs> I might forget about you. There's the there's the actionable aspect of our responsibilities yeah. in the world, and then there's what we really can control, which is controlling everything. Right, and which also feels yeah. outside of for some for some people who are weird. not aware of the dials or who have gotten felt like they've locked themselves out of the room where the dials are, can feel like that's also out of their control. Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. yeah. mm, okay. Something else about pottery. <laughs> this is our pottery episode. It's going to be called Centering it. the Clay. I have a song that came from that time when I was studying pottery, so I'll be happy to share that <sighs> at some point. Were you studying, okay, to clarify, were you studying pottery like you were throwing pots or you were like, what were, no. okay. I, I was obsessed with the idea. Are you actually Emma, throwing pots? No, but I am also obsessed with the idea. And I have had this life. Okay, <laughs> briefly, when I was like 12, 13, at the art museum where we had just moved to, I did take art classes and there was a brief like week or two of pottery. like, And I did love it. And also I experienced all of the things that can go, like the clay being off center, the wobbling, it suddenly collapsing because my hands would be too wet and it would, you know, just, and you can't salvage it back because it's just overworked at that point. Um, But I have this, like, I have a casual thought or vision of my, I've come into my own sort of retirement or not even retirement, just like I've made it in life is that I have a, a pottery wheel on a porch Mm. like on like a covered porch with like sun coming through the window and there's tea Mm. a tea kettle on and I'm like throwing pots or shaping clay like something with clay what's the feeling of that vision for you because that conjures up a very deep somatic sense for me but I'm curious to hear what you have to say like the emotion for it you mean or if you were to make an essence of that vision experience and you could only describe it in one word as if you're going to take it in drop doses i was going to say peace or centered Mm. like something very just like settled it feels settled settled Mm -hmm. what was the somatic sense for you (laughs) what was the somatic sense for you yeah um 
now I'm totally, uh, what do you call it? Like, for instance, peace and settled are really resonating. Oh, yes. Yeah, so now you can't think of other words because um, the words are. But the word that came to me, which I, I wouldn't, I don't feel, it's not my final answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't have to be locked in. There was, there was this idyllic sense, right? Mm, so idyllic, idyllic is not my final answer because there's an idea it's of close, idyllic though. being um, not fully real, which is not um, what I mean by this. But no. There's this sense of, you know, so sublime, serene. Um, serene but when you said good. settled, yeah. that really hit something yeah. for me because yeah. there, yeah, a deep, a deep sense of, yeah. a deep sense of center. Like you don't really have a pottery wheel at a place where you feel like you're going to have to up and move <laughs> at any moment, you know, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm just unpacking. I don't think that that's like the main thing. And also the, sure. the yeah. vision for this, which I'll have to rewatch to see how much of this is even there. Cause I actually don't even know if there is a pottery wheel. I think there is. <laughs> You'll love this origin spark. <laughs> so, so spiritual. In the beginning of the movie Titanic, <laughs> which honestly has a lot of like, there were a lot of sparks in that movie for me. I saw it when I was like fifteen, very impressionable, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I believe some of the opening shots is, or there's a brief little clip of you know the old lady Rose. I don't think that's a spoiler, but it's point. The old lady Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Old Lady Rose, her like granddaughter or whatever that she's staying with, there's Mm. like, she's at her place. And I think that the granddaughter hears the news thing and goes to like tell the grandmother. And I'm pretty sure she's like sitting in that kind of environment, like a porch and there's sun. And she's like shaping some sort of clay, I think. Or at least that's where I think I got it from. Mm-hmm. Could be a hallucination. I'm gonna I, have to I go check. I do not even remember this scene, so I'm just along for your ride right now. I mean, who would out of all the yeah. movie? Like, that's not what people went and took away. Like, you know, you know that pottery scene from Titanic. People, are like, I love what that. are you talking right? about? And I'm like, it's yeah. That just shows you a good example of how anything we put out into the world in terms of art or offerings, what someone may get from it may not be what a lot of others get and yet exactly like exactly there are movies that i like and love even because of the house that it's filmed in <laughs> because i love oh this gosh. setting yeah well victor watches a lot of movies because specifically of the landscape yeah the film itself may not even be right. that good and he yep. will admit that yep. but he'll admit that for him he can use that landscape as a jumping off and point he's somewhere as, else. as a way to just exactly yeah that's such mm-hmm. a skill it's i think the music like the aesthetic the aesthetic of a movie has a lot of impact for me like i want it to be well written or too. whatever but if it at least like there's strong visuals and even the music is really important but yeah anyway it's so funny I do really want to double check myself probably before I post this I'll probably have already scoped it or and know whether or not I made that entirely up but mm, I'm pretty sure that's up, where yeah. I got it and then it just like the, the impression of it stayed with me because I couldn't you know at this point I could have like if I saw a movie now I could go and google that scene or whatever but for a while you saw it once or twice Maybe I saw it three times in theaters. <laughs> but then you just had to like hold it in your mind of that. So it yeah. like it did just make mm-hmm. a little impression at the back there. Ooh. I love that because even in just talking about this, and I'm, I'd be so curious for people who are listening too, I have a sense of 
a scene right now and and right. not just from the scene you're describing but the, the, your initial vision with with the pottery wheel yeah. and the kettle and yeah. the porch and it it is becoming i mean it's tangible in a sense i could go there i could even see us there right, right now yeah. sitting there and being there and that this is such a skill we have as humans this ability to envision to enter these imaginal realms yeah. and catch the vibes that are there, that we are um, meeting there, we are creating there, or we're finding there, discovering, whatever it right. may be. And, I mean, this is really powerful. I I love the idea of bottling that into a little little dropper bottle. <laughs> drop dose. The, the drop of, of settled, of settled yeah. or serene, settled. serenity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, drop dose is just bringing it to mind even. Okay. Oh, nice. Now to pottery. Yeah. That was a that was a sidetrack. That wasn't even my main thing I wanted to say about us about pottery. But <laughs> anyway, the the other thing, well, a couple of the other things that were just feeling like, oh, that's a spiritual truth right there that they're telling me about pottery right now or about ceramics. One was how how much the colors change during the firing process, like. Like mm. master potters saying like, oh, you never know what's going to happen in the kiln, like through the firing process that, right. you know, all of a sudden a crack right. will be revealed because somewhere in the process there was some join that wasn't really put together well. And then when you go through the heat of transformation, all of a sudden there's this crack that wasn't there. And you might like, it might be like, well, it was whole before it went in. But it's like, that is part of the proving process though, is going through that transformation, which that and the the beauty of the colors coming through from that intense, through the intensity that it goes through. Like they're a certain sort of way. And then that, the alchemy of what happens when it goes through, I don't know. It just, I'd be curious to hear what more has sparked for you from this, because um, when I, when I hear what you're saying about, yeah, the the, the fires of transformation uh, going through the kiln, so Mm -hmm. to speak, um, it yeah, it conjures up so, some things for me, but I'm I'm wanting to hear more. I think the the main thing that comes through, which is very simple, but just like yes, that's how life is. That's what it's like. We do get richer colors from the heat of our experiences, or from the like mm. the like the I don't know. It, it it feels maybe a little bit. It's a little amorphic in my head still. It just feels mm-hmm. almost like I've taken the oppression, and when I when the, it's like when they when they made a basin, a test of the basin to make sure that it was like strong and true was they, you know, they kind of flick it and it's supposed to have a, like a resounding ring. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is what it feels like to feel that something is true. Like you kind of like give it that little, Mm -hmm. you knock into it and you hear it just resonate. There's that resonance to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what's being said, I feel the resonance of like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's how it is. And not not even so much of like, oh, with that I could explain this or this other thing. It just feels the resonance. I mean, this this makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I just think of tuning my guitar and Victor actually is recently because he's getting deeper into music, he was telling me he just recognized the same phenomena and it's profound where you start tuning the guitar and let's say all the strings are just a little bit slightly off. So you're tuning them back to center, tune, 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 and you get to the last one, ding, and all of the strings resonate, and you can hear mm. it. It becomes this, uh, it almost sounds multidimensional, this mm-hmm. echoing, and 
what you're saying is helping me bring this experience with tuning the guitar to a deeper level because we talk about something resonating with us, but when there's resonance in its truth, and then when I say truth, I don't mean factually true, like it's raining today. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like the truth, the nature of reality, who we really are, like the deep truth, the truth truth of love, right? The truth that everything's really okay, these deep, deep, deep truths. And there's a resonance with parts of me that I may not be always conscious of. Yeah. But and that it's like it it rings that that part. Yes. Yes, And and, and so it's that, that, Oh my gosh. Mm. Whoa. Thank you, Emma. Yeah. That's it. You know what it felt like? It, it felt like I had a pack, a new pack of language, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the language yet, but I was like, Ooh, I now have this language and it feels good. And there's some res, like I feel that there's resonance in there but I haven't decided how I'm going to use it yet. I have this pack mm-hmm. of clay basically and don't know how I'm going to shape it yet. And that, that adds to it so much. Like maybe think of getting a new box of crayons. Yeah. I feel like I have new <laughs> colors. That's exactly. Oh, that, that's a feeling. What is that feeling? Possibility. Possibility. Abundance. Possibility and abundance. Like all the shades. Oh, it is exactly you're, like getting a new box of crayons. You're back to getting like my first big whatever like a honestly just to see them in their array too so pleasurable yeah colors mm-hmm. i'm telling you there is something we are feeding ourselves with colors i once had an idea too this one i don't know about this but i once was like what if the sunset contains for the day like the sunrise and the sunset mm. contain the colors that the people who would and could see that need to basically eat for the day like like Mm. if you really need the pinks and the purple and a violet like it's there you get a little energy pack to start your day you look at the sunrise and it's like it sets you off in the right foot for the day I don't know I don't know so the idea of it, what, it, colors. what it reminds me of is in German new medicine what I've read about how the visual sense it's there, uh, what we take in through our eyes is described as what is it eye morsels or vi- or visual morsels I have not heard the word this. morsel is used <gasps> visual morsels all right we gotta check what it actually is we I'm, should i'm po- but morsel for sure i've heard that talked about i haven't looked into vision things so much with that yet so that's really cool if that's the case i know there's the undigested morsel like the like mm-hmm. with like digestive issues or stomach mm-hmm. but morsel but there's ear morsel <gasps> so i just wonder if it's audio or ear but at any rate it doesn't matter the point yeah. being that there's this a little, that, that, a little that nutrient package sensory stimuli no matter what form it's taking is that there's a nourishment in that yeah I love yeah. that. Well, clearly I'm already on board with that because it's already what I think. Right? It Which, resonates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It resonates. Mm. No, I like I like the clarification though that you just made with the the strings because I had realized or someone was talking about maybe some post or other about sometimes if something resonates, what is it actually like it could be resonating with you when you're off kilter. Like if I'm out of tune and you're out of tune, we could resonate, you know? Oh, sure. And so, mutuality. Exactly. Yeah, mutuality, But what you yeah. pointed out, which I like, is the resonance that happens when the strings, like when there's like that harmony yeah. of, mm-hmm. with that, that mm-hmm. deeper knowing or that higher exactly. self or whatever you want to call it. But where it's like, I get it, I get it from watching deep sea documentaries too. Like seeing whales <laughs> move through water 
it's just like mm. I can't I actually don't have language for what I feel but there are certain times in my life similar to feeding myself colors where I just all it's like a it's like a physical craving where like I just need to watch deep sea creatures like I just need to watch deep sea documentaries I don't really want to hear or talk like people can tell me things and narration and interesting things I like that okay but really I just need to see like the dark water and the creatures moving through it and it feels like it just does I don't know what it does to me but it's like a (laughs) I will say that with new baby niece um my brother and his Mm. wife their baby so the other day my mom said something about how she purchased a what was it called a womb sounds machine Uh. and it was sitting on the table and I turned it on and straight up it sounds just like whale sounds straight up you hear the bubbling of water you hear it it, it's It's straight up the ocean so it's when I'm missing the womb (laughs) right well and this is so profound because honestly I was thinking okay it's a really nice metaphor and I'm all into metaphors that work, but this is not a metaphor. Is this if this is actually what it sounds like in the womb? It's yeah, straight up whale time. Deep sea. Deep sea. Ooh, the inner Deep waters. Sea. Underwater. Oh man, we're yeah. really doing the inward dive or the inner dive, whatever this thing is called now. <laughs> Who knows? Wow. Okay. I'm gonna next time I get that, I mean, just talking about it kind of gives me a little bit of the itch for it, but I'd be curious the times in my life when I've just been in like deep sea mode where I just want to watch it. What, what else is happening around it? Or if there was like a, Oh, okay. The moon is in Pisces, of course. Right. And besides the fact that we gestate in a womb that sounds like the ocean, we also deep, deep, deep way back when, Endless time before yeah. we were living Primordial in the soup. water. Right. Primordial yeah. soup. Yeah. yeah. And my squid nature. So well, maybe our, mm-hmm. maybe Wolf is helping us out with that a little bit with his whale sounds that he does. I've never heard a dog sound so much like a whale. <laughs> he just, you, you must be bringing this out of him. <laughs> the dogs are doing their best to conform to my desires. Like they do the lady and the tramp little thing like they chew a stick like they're doing that noodle scene like they do the homeward bound leave and come back they're doing their best good job well thanks for being asleep and not noisy right now all right i do want to check my list mm-hmm. i think we've made it through some of the pottery things oh okay mm, we might be into forest oh also i watched the thing on quantum computers and that Ooh. one I, I don't really have enough grasp yet to really talk about but i do have you looked into how they work at all like if you ever watched any any youtubes on quantum i haven't but maybe we should educate or we should maybe i would like to educate myself talk about changing my language (laughs) (laughs) i would like to educate myself for our next podcast yes uh there there's a concept called amplitudes that i'm excited to talk about oh so oh i Yes. Yeah. This is all yeah. Just to spark my... you with the vocabulary, because yeah. I know that you and I get sparked on words together. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, this was just a sidebar that I 
I realized that one way I can tell that I'm understanding a topic is if I ask quote unquote good questions or I can tell a joke that makes a quote unquote expert or someone who knows a lot about it laugh. I realized this in my classes that I like if I was feeling kind of at sea, but then if I asked a question where it was like, I noticed it when I was watching the documentary too, like about quantum computers, because I was, I thought I was grasping it, but I had a question. And right as I was thinking the question, they answered, like they addressed what my question was. And I was like, (laughs) I must be on track because that's what I was wondering based on what Mm -hmm. they've told me so far. That and being able to make light of something or make it humorous. It feels like there's like a a way, I don't know. It just feels like. An integration level. of the integration. material is what That's it sounds it. Integration like Integration of the material. Yeah, to the point that you're able to, yeah, to, I mean, to make a joke about something is, it, it feels as though you're understanding it on more than one level. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, they, now you can kind of ice skate and be playful, and you don't have to be so right. focused on exactly. not dropping it, or, I don't know, I'm <laughs> mixing the metaphors there. All right, Forrest. <laughs> one on the list is just, I have living stumps with two exclamation marks. Oh, yeah. You know, of course you you know. And like the stored memory and roots Mm -hmm. as the brain system of the tree. I don't know. There was just. Absolutely. Have you read The the Hidden Life of Trees? I don't think I've actually, I don't think I did read it, but I. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's, I mean, that was one of the first books that came out. I mean, I know it wasn't the first, but one of the first ones that brought it to mainstream and the author of, let me just see for everyone here. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Peter Wollobin. Yeah, I feel like I might have. Mm-hmm. Has he done any? Like, is there a documentary version of that? Because I almost feel like I've watched something with him, or maybe he's just been interviewed in something else. I'm not apprised, but I would imagine that there's media with okay. him involved. Yeah, because mm-hmm. this book really hit the mainstream hard, which is so nice. Because yeah, to to I mean, Victor and I were just talking about this on a walk the other day you know, passing these stumps and recognizing that, yeah, forest trees do choose to keep stumps alive because they're, they're elders. Right. They're, it's in, you know, elders, family, they're who, I mean, and who knows why else, you know, <laughs> but for all the reasons that me, we may want someone to yeah. stay around with us, you know, the trees are doing the same. Which the, another, another point about, tree interaction and communication was that they were saying that tree plantations which the idea is good you're planting trees you know but Mm -hmm. planting all of one kind of tree basically at the Mm -hmm. same time they said they have less i mean however they're rating this they have less communication Mm -hmm. and what they called stunted interactions and Mm -hmm. i was just like that it felt like a it felt like that one felt more like a commentary on when we try to homogenize any sort of people group and just be like all right well we'll just put all the same age whatever ethnicity all in one place and not have other interactions intermingling because like one of the one of the things I loved about being homeschooled is that I didn't really perceive and I think that you have this too I didn't really perceive a difference between engaging with someone who was in their 80s versus like, I mean, I could see they were in a different mm-hmm. phase of their mm-hmm. life, but it was still on connecting and trying to be understood by someone and not, what grade are you in? Oh, I don't hang out with, you know, you because you're in that grade. Like, it didn't feel as tiered to me to start mm-hmm. with. It was just me trying to be me and talk to someone else who was being them. And I don't know, I feel like that the richness of the ecosystem and having different different people and different perspectives offering their feedback into the mix 
makes for a much stronger web. <laughs> no doubt. The feedback into the mix, that is, that is the key there. And something that, just to add to that, is how, Im- it's so funny, we, the idea of how important diversity really is, variety really is, and that means viewpoints that we don't agree with or want for ourselves and the reason it's so important I mean the forest shows this completely is that if everybody is I mean think I it's it's so interesting like to try to try to use this as a Mm -hmm. metaphor but I think it I think it is a profound one where a forest that grows in symbiosis it's not just the trees it's the plants and it's the mycorrhizal networks it's all the relationships that are under the soil Mm -hmm. now like as you brought up in the beginning like the compaction of the soil the cutting of the trees and then just like replanting the trees that actually is a very superficial superficial literally yeah right because it it doesn't it doesn't compensate for the relationships that have Mm -hmm. grown together Mm -hmm. over I mean if we think about the first forests now we're talking you know since the last ice age so Uh, 10,000 years in the making and I don't okay there's a part of me of course that thinks it's a problem Mm. (laughs) (laughs) right Right. of course because I have certain preferences but I recognize that what I see to be a problem is not a fixed scenario Mm -hmm. and it is something that we can all learn from we all I can't say we are, we're all learning from it, but it, 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 it is a, it's a, it's a potent element of life, especially if you go out West, you see clear cuts all the time, right. you see plantations all the time. And mm-hmm. there's something to be said about the feeling you get when you drive through a tree plantation versus driving through mm-hmm. a super healthy mm-hmm. old growth forest, mm-hmm. totally different experience. Mm-hmm. There is silence in both of them. And one of the silences doesn't feel as mm-hmm. nice. Wow. And and I and I'm not saying it feels bad, no. but you can tell the difference. It's a different kind of silence. I mean, there's a silence, there's a silence in a room where people did not understand your joke, right? And then there's a silence of people sitting in deep reverence for something or about something or with something. Like there's a yes. togetherness in that mm-hmm. versus a mm-hmm. oh, that's it. There's the togetherness of we are appreciating we're feeling something together versus in the example with the joke and people not responding to it, that's a disconnection. There's a disharmony in that mix. Right, the disconnect. And that's Stunted what intercourse. <laughs> people who are studying trees, right. they're realizing, oh, hey, trees in a tree plantation are totally disconnected because they're not th- – th- these aren't seeds of the, the, the trees nearby that are now being raised and taught right. and within that whole living matrix. Right. Um, but the, And as I say this, I'm obvious it's not my preference. Right. And there's the part of me that thinks it's, thinks it's sad and wrong. Yeah. And also I recognize that I only think it's sad and wrong because when I observe that, I think that, I mean, what am I thinking? That it'll be like that forever, and that's completely not the case. Right. I mean, this is a blink in the scope of life on planet Earth, right. and there's a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of people who are becoming aware of, like, oh, let's reverse. Exactly, which I – because I think one. that some of it was, mm-hmm. like, there were intentions of, well, we can just kind of replicate this at the, sup- at the surface level. Right. And mm-hmm. now there's more awareness of, like, it doesn't – that doesn't feel the same, does it? And so I feel like, <laughs> right. you know, sometimes yeah. – there, there are times where I feel like I feel like I could have just felt that that would be the case and not made the choice. But some people, it feels like it is their learning preference path, whatever, to make some of the choices and play it out 
and then right. uh, hear feel the feedback because it's also possible that they could be visionaries and something new could work out that's even better. But yeah, the and in the understanding too, if we're talking about going to the quantum level, sovereign free will to focus, sovereign ability to choose on all points of consciousness. That includes the trees in my mind. That includes every point of consciousness, human or non-human. So that means that there's a collective agreement. It's not just evil humans coming in and cutting trees down. Obviously, that's not the case. I mean, there's the, the intention behind any kind of like harvesting of trees really has to do with, well, human civilization, life on planet Earth. And obviously, it's a different prioritization. All sorts of opinions on that. Yeah, I, I have been contemplating more what it may mean that nature is not sitting here as a helpless helpless elements, right? While we just rage across the landscape, that is a view. And when I think about that, I I don't feel the resonance. I don't feel no. all all of my strings vibrating. No, I feel me a either. couple of them being like, yeah, that's exactly. true. And then the other right. ones are just totally She's a victim. Violent, like, we need to help her. You know, like we're not all in tune on this one. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, what is what is most resonant? And I mean, I, I could say that at least a full body resonance, full whole body, you know, resonance, all strings would be that everything is okay. And this is not a stagnancy. This is a ongoing process. Yeah. It's, a, it's a continuous evolution. Yeah. Solutions are on the way. And there are a lot of people focusing on solutions. Yeah, right. You can use the phrase never ending sandbox recently. I was like, yeah, never ending sandbox. <laughs> oh, I like that. Never ending sandbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you feeling? Do you have anything that has been sparked from this that you'd like to? I feel all I want to do, at least right now, is share my pottery song. <gasps> Please do. Or the song that was sparked by pottery. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just a drone song, which to me means one line that's sung over and over again. Mm. But yeah, so. Center my soul, center my soul, center my soul life center my soul center my soul center my soul in the wheel of life center my soul center my soul center my soul in the wheel of life center my soul center my soul center my soul in the wheel of life i love that <laughs> I've never heard that one of yours. Yeah. I love that. I'm just going to be really happy. Thank you for sharing that on air, and I can listen to it back. You're welcome. Later. Thank you. I had actually forgotten about it, so I'm really glad that you brought up pottery. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I've been deep in the pottery. Yeah. Yeah, watching, watching it while I've been painting, too, has been so nice. Like, there is, there is something about... I mean, it isn't it isn't the same as being in physical presence with people who are doing this. But you can, like you said earlier, like you can tap into that. Like when I talked about the porch and the pottery, you could feel mm-hmm. what it would be like to be there. And there is something about people who can have an emotional interaction with art that watching them interact with each other and be like so excited about the way a line of color is – 
just feels so mm-hmm. gratifying. It's like, oh, they're seeing each other. They're getting it. They're awake to it. They're sensitive to that level of life, like the aesthetic level of life, which there has, there has to be a certain amount of like peace in your spirit to be awake to that, you know? And that's what I mm-hmm. want for people is to be mm-hmm. so settled and so at peace and feel safe and have their needs met to the point that they can just be so delighted by an orange can tell you know what I mean like that that can overrun their cup you know because if someone is feeling really depleted that may not be enough right how easy is it right to bypass the beauty of the colors of life when yeah we're not we're not available for that when there's I mean it's just such a pervasive experience we all know what it's like to have that level of disconnect and then to have that level of arriving back mm-hmm. to be able to take the the right. morsel from right? the sunset the morsel right from the sunset. yeah the morsel yeah. from the sunset yeah mm-hmm. oh emma yeah the both the song like the cadence of the song the tune and the imagery that it calls to mind because i have such a, a you know <laughs> yeah, you gotta plop so that clay strongly mm-hmm. on the wheel and yeah mm-hmm. thank you my big epiphany at the time of this song, it's coming back to me now, but my big epiphany was that I don't need to be the one that centers myself. I, I, which that sounds funny, but what I mean is that there are other, <laughs> there are other strings, right? And <laughs> I, it's like, if we're like, you know, this is of course now we're like the, we're the Queens of mixing metaphors. I, I, I love it. Because yeah, we're trying to understand um, very, uh, yeah, life is sort of more quantum, so mixing all the metaphors in feels Really all together. Like, pretty I don't to have to be, I don't have to make myself come back to center. Mm. And actually, this is just sort of like the true nature thought bath from last week or last, this past month about connection. Mm. Like, I don't have to make my connection happen between myself and life or myself and everything that is it's literally just something to relax back into and when I realized Mm. with the pottery situation that okay yes the clay needs to be centered in a sense I am the clay or you know whatever I'm working on that's important to me is the clay but I really don't have to make that happen Mm. because there is a natural centering process Mm. that happens by just allowing life to flow, allowing life to move through me. Allowing the wheel to turn. Yeah, allowing the wheel to turn, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Allowing the wheel to turn is huge. Yeah. I That, maybe we I could even sum up so many years of learning about mm. life as allowing the wheel to turn. Mm. I like that. Allowing the wheel to turn, well, and this is, go, you know, the, the tarot archetype, allowing the wheel to turn in trust that whatever the turning of the wheel brings is going to be beneficial, is going to be part, you know, part right. of our highest and best and upliftment. Yeah. And it's only by bracing ourselves against the turning of the wheel that actually is what makes stuff come out that right. we don't like. Yeah. it's the Because then we're like, yeah. The card from your set that I drew this morning because I still do the drawing cards each morning Uh, and this one was the am I paddling upstream or flowing downstream and like man mm -hmm. I love knowing so much better 
what that means because I remember when you first introduced and did we already talk about this but anyways when you first introduced that idea to me which is by the way in Abraham it comes from Abraham oh, yes. I can't take yes. full credit right. for that but yes. like the fact that I it's the art the cards are my art but <laughs> <laughs> I mean if it's all from non-physical but I respect I respect you getting yeah. the credit um I just and that's true credit. yeah mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our phrases I would say if yeah, it's kind of hard. Because mm-hmm. once you mingle it into your own way of thinking, it is hard to always think of it where it came it from, is. who, like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so, but with that concept, I remember when you first mentioned it to me that that was something that you were practicing or that you were thinking of. And it was when I was turned very much upstream. <laughs> and I remember being like, I remember being very conscious of the feeling like I'm holding onto a rock and there's a rushing stream around me. You know, like I know I'm, I know I'm holding onto this rock and I know it feels hard to hold on. And you were just like, what if you just let go? And I was like, well, then I get taken over the waterfall. And you were like, why do you think that there's a waterfall? Like, why do you think that letting go means then the bad thing, like that you're being taken by something that, has ill intentions towards you relatable kind of feeling, right relatable right this is yeah. so relatable mm-hmm. and I was like well yeah it does it feels like I need to exert control and if I let go or let this momentum take me then you know I will get mm-hmm. you know, in the movie see just if there's rushing water there's going to be a waterfall just for the drama mm-hmm. of it, you know and exerting control by imagining the waterfall that's up ahead by the way too that's right, right? of course i'm gonna think of the negative outcome of me losing control um how we all try to exert control right i'm afraid of this thing going happening and so whether it's a manipulation in the external realm or in our mind i'm gonna then, stay away yeah mm-hmm. and and then that's the false control quite <laughs> often well for me getting the feedback of like oh actually me trying to stay away from that or thinking it was going to be a problem was actually what was causing the turbulence <laughs> like there wasn't actually going to be a problem with that you just decided it was going to be a problem and then experienced the problem before you know there is i think there exactly. is sometimes a tune in knowing of like oh like i had a sense well, we don't have to get into that story, but I had a sense that I didn't want to go near this like group with had a lot of dogs. I just was like, I very much want to stay over here. And it happened that a person in my party did walk through the dogs and got bit by one of the dogs. And I didn't have a lot of like fear, like, oh, I bet you. It was just like a pretty, like, I'm going to stay over here about this sort of feeling. So I feel like you don't have to be afraid of something to be guided away from something that is... Absolutely. Isn't that nice? Like, I don't have to feel fear in order to be guided towards safety. Like, safety can just feel like staying. Like, safety can just feel like a really good idea. Not, I'm doing this to prevent something else from happening. Because the very act of doing something to prevent prevent something else is literally just just giving energy to the thing you don't want. Exactly. This has been number one, one of the most helpful knowings that I've been able to integrate over the past like couple years let's say and I can even think of the moment in time when I had a a larger aha about it I think it was not this past summer but the summer before and to realize that when all my strings are tuned when there's full resonance it's never going to be a resonance of like beware of this no that it it, you'll just happen to move away from that without having known it's a crystallized knowing i just read this actually recently in a book from another woman's perspective talking about fear 
and saying that we have the like the the the, the intellectually conjured fears right mm-hmm. and the difference between intellectually conjured fear and let's say a situation that we're would be best to act within is that we won't feel fear mm-hmm. if we're called to act it'll yeah. feel like a knowing and it won't be a worry or a fear or anxiety it'll mm-hmm. just be a crystallized like okay time to do this right right and that to me is I, I, I see the truth of it. I, right. I yeah, feel as though too. I walk the truth of it and have seen that 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 bear out yeah. where, and this is just, I'm speaking from someone who came from a place of like tons of worry. I used to worry all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and also so, yeah. a, a sense for me that like it was appropriate and even wise to be worried. Right, 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 right. You right. know, because otherwise what might happen if you don't worry, if you're not afraid, if you're not on edge, right. and then realizing, actually, I operate better as a person and my nervous system, like my body is more in health if I'm not on edge and stressed. Like I can think more clearly. I can, you know, like mm-hmm. we all, like in any state, even in situations where there is trauma, like what you're having someone who is clear minded to be able to address and speak with and like navigate that is incredibly helpful. Like you're not looking for, well, here's this traumatic thing. Now we should all panic. And that like the panic mm-hmm. doesn't help. It's a, it, it's a natural response and very understandable, but it doesn't actually help us the way we think it does. Right. It's not, it's not the way that we, we find the solutions we want. And exactly. that was, you know, when I was early in the very beginning and it, this is, you know, when you talk about those cards that I made, you know, one year I made these cards for my family and friends as solstice presents. And Mm -hmm. the whole idea behind it was, okay, I'm going to make cards with phrases that have been and are the most helpful ones for me. Like the things that I pretty much need to know and Mm -hmm. feel and read on a daily basis. And um, when I was really starting to I was going to say detox from worry. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) it it feels that way. Yeah. I did spend a lot of time explaining to myself how if the thing I'm worried about does occur, Hmm. uh, first of all, worrying about it is only living it twice. But then secondly, I won't be in the state of mind, as you just said, to actually handle the situation. That that feels like the... that feels like the step down from like mm-hmm. that was the thing that helped me relax yeah. on some like when I had a real grip yes. is like what if I'm not gonna argue I'm not from this that moment I couldn't argue myself out of that thing happening or potentially mm-hmm. happening but I could get myself to relax around if that happens you want to be calmer to be able to deal with it. so that is that's such a helpful step down it, from- it, it really is and it's helpful to I, I feel as though it's really helpful to remember that things that were yeah the the lifelines from those mm-hmm. places because I mean at this point I could say okay I'm h- however many years really beyond the need of the life the lifeline yeah. where literally code red all the time I, I need a way out of this and now I can say okay wow well I I use those and that really worked and there was a lot of other things like that that worked and now at a place where yeah it's a lot easier to find the find the resonance and 
and having walked ourselves right from that place because yeah. yeah you too I'm not just speaking for myself oh, I, know, I don't yeah. think here and it, having walked ourselves from those places it's y- you just kind of know now yeah I mean it, it doesn't you, mean it doesn't mean there like an old habit doesn't crop up but it's so not believable I <laughs> As, I really like the phrase walked ourselves from those places because it does feel like ex- I found myself like extremities of my own personal like psychological map sort of thing and to be able to be like Mm -hmm. I know I can see where I am and it looks like I did not even know this part existed here and I can get really into oh my god this is a hellscape but I also know it exists and there's that other thing exists that felt really cozy and really warm (laughs) And I felt really strong and powerful. And I think because I got here, I can also find my way back there. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you're mapping out more of your right. own. Right. And, um, then, and then I got to the point of, oh, wow, I don't even need to go through that door anymore yeah. because I've been through that door and I've been down that hallway so many times. Mm. I actually know where that leads. And I keep going through that doorway because I'm trying to get to this opposite place on the map. And actually... Now I know, like, I don't even need to take that. That's like a detour and not even a detour that gets me to where I want to go, but it's a a dead end. It was, and at the time, maybe it was like, that's the path, like, that was your easiest pathway was to take that sequence. But now that you've been that sequence, you're like, I'm not going to go up that cliff again. I can literally just go up that short, easy, beautiful, mossy path that's way better. I'd rather have that one than take the rocky one. Uh, Something you said about, oh, the lifelines that you used to use. It made me think of when Mm -hmm. you also taught me the or shared your your method of saying a word like finding a word which you're you're kind of sharing in your thought baths now too mm-hmm. finding a word and then repeating a word that feels really good to you yeah and then unpacking mm-hmm. that word and building imagery around that word or just repeating that word like the word you had said was smooth I don't know I feel smooth. is that, is that, that sacred first word. yeah smooth is that sacred we can cut mm-hmm. that out if you don't want to share it but smooth and oh, then no. you can okay <laughs> um <laughs> I'm like, you know how you don't not supposed to share mantras or whatever, but smooth. Oh. And I I remember like cuz I think we were also in that same conversation. We were talking about that sometimes like when we're really knotted up in our thoughts, sometimes it's easier to go like basically, you know, mind, body, spirit. Like if your mind is all locked up, it feels like you've got to find the key to unlock your mind. You've got to like do something with your thoughts. But if you can get your body to relax, like if you can go at, I, yes. I also used the, when Ethan and I were talking this morning, this was a conversation about chiropractors, but, uh, I was talking about this and I was like, it's sort of like the Jenga tower where it's like, if you like, you're looking for whatever loose block basically to be able to move mm-hmm. it. And so if the loose block is, it's easier for you to work on the level of the body, that's the one that you can choose and like, start with that. And if it's just too pinched in your mind that you can't, like, move the block of your mind, then don't start there because you can. I mean, the Jenga Tower analogy eventually breaks down, but it's the... But it's helpful in the point of understanding that you don't have to go for the part that feels difficult. like nothing is moving exactly. or difficult. Right. Like, right? the strategy be, of the game yeah. is find the one that you can 
remove exactly. the easiest. Find and the, so, yeah. yeah, you're if, right. At a certain point, it right, does. Like, right. And so for some people, it's like maybe their body feels really locked up and it feels uncomfortable to be touched. So for them, maybe like lying there in meditation or something like finding whichever on and on a given day, it can all fluctuate. Just finding right. whichever Knowing is the, what works for you. exactly, whichever is the easiest block for you to move. At the and moment. knowing what you're seeking, right? Like it's, it's that awareness of, okay, when every time I walk through this door, I end up feeling worse. Right. And yeah, all all the things that are presented to me through that that door door as the truth of how things are end up not being, you know, it's it's only like after I walk through that door and have to put on these certain glasses to see what's going on in there and then everything looks distorted, you know, and so it it really, it's fascinating because really it is a coming to terms with at a very deep level, this this whole life experience is meant to be easy, enjoyable, and maybe not without like strenuousness because lots of activities that we like to do can be super strenuous or can be, you know, we really put a lot of effort into them, but it's not meant to be this struggle. It's not meant to, I mean, and which is why it feels so wrong and awful if it feels that way, right? Like, because people hear that and they're like, but what about, it's like, yeah, that's why it feels so off because that isn't how it should be, you know? Right. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love, I love plucking the strings and having you resonate and hear the strings like ah oh, that's that that is that other note that I was looking for with that thank you mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know I always like our synergy mm-hmm. and a couple times where I'm like man is, is this making any sense and then not only does it seem like it makes sense to you then you're like adding in it feels like you have like these textbooks that you come and like hidden in they're just integrated into you now but like, like Hermione's purse yes. it's just like you, you you're not like literally plopping down textbooks and dust is plopping off of them as you <laughs> as you do that but it, it's like oh well this ancient textbook actually says this about that I'm like cool that's what that's what I was talking about yeah I know that was funny with the pottery it, it makes sense though in I, uh, this goes back to something we talked about last recording, but about how regardless of the craft, right, regardless of the framework, every framework does touch in on the S. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's, yeah. And so it doesn't matter what it is. You could be shooting pool and, you know, skateboarding, cooking, pottery. I think that's why I'm interested in so many things because I Mm -hmm. like, I like finding the essence in yeah. different things where it's like oh like even in an orange hand towel <laughs> you know like I like <laughs> I like being like oh hey you like this it even even reminds me of like what we've talked about with people where it's like I mean we think of people as so individuals like this is that person if we lost them you know we would miss them understandably but also the energy of that person like aspects that we love about them appear in various forms like I told you once about walking into Goodwill and as I was like walking in there's a family walking out that was carrying like a car seat and the hood was up and I looked in and there was like this little baby in there and it's expression like it was like something about it I was like oh I just like it looks like it's like Ethan energy in that baby like it just it felt like 
oh, I just saw him in another form. And mm. man, if he was like gone, I wasn't able to see mm. him. It would feel like I just seen him again, you know, like not like him. Like the Ethan archetype. But an like Ethan archetype of that, like, mm. it just looked like this, ha I'm getting them to carry me out. You know, like, they're, like I get to be a little baby again. <laughs> like, I was just like, and I felt joy when I saw it. And I was just like that. I love the ability to connect with the essence of things because you'll find them in various forms. Mm. Man, I really like that you said that it really is drawing me back to the conversation about being present for for instance the what colors are actually transmitting mm-hmm. or for this because it, it it just what it seems as though you're talking about is um a broader sensitivity to the the the, the sensory display of life yeah. being able to see you know, to read it a little bit more closely and to see a little bit more what's there. I've actually, it was just today considering how um, in the Buddhist world, the root of all suffering is described as often translated as ignorance, right? Which mm. is an interesting translation. The translation I prefer, right, is, is unawareness. It's almost mm. a more literally trans- yeah. uh, translation. However, can, because in the the issue with ignorance is that we in the English speaking world often um, connect that with stupidity, yeah. which has a negative connotation. Right. But if we just look at the word ignore and right. then look at ignorance as ignore, and so you're ignoring something, yeah. and then to consider that, wow, okay, so if at the root of suffering is in ignoring, or I would say a, a not seeing yeah you know what is unawareness well it doesn't mean that we're intellectually stupid mm-hmm. or that we're disconnected from wisdom it just literally means what's actually happening is not available to our senses at that moment mm-hmm. in time right and so, exactly exactly so it, it, it's just a matter of how how open right. how, how how open and present are we and mm. how, I mean, in a lot of ways, how much in our body and not in our discursive thinking, the, like the thoughts that are taking us out of the present, because we can be thinking quite a bit and still be very present. Right. It, it just sort of like, oh man, and this goes back to the resonance of the strings, right? Mm. Discursive thinking is kind of like where only a couple strings are resonating. We can be thinking mm. or having thoughts where all strings are res- together. The whole of us is resonating and we're just walking around and picking up all the info right the, and yeah the, the wisdom info the the the, the, the information that uh, the broader awareness the broader awareness yeah mm-hmm. yeah the more zoomed back it's like the more zoomed back and it's also the more zoomed in because then all of a sudden the minutia exactly. are lit up too whereas like with the discursive thinking I love I love that phrase but I wasn't so sure what discursive meant so I'm glad you unpacked that with that mm-hmm. with that kind of thinking it's more limited and so you might, the little things might be lit up and it might be like, ah, that's so frustrating, this little thing. But with mm-hmm. the broader thinking, that little thing becomes smaller and then also kind of beautiful again, where it's like, ah, that little thing, <laughs> like, I see you. I love how you say that it's a zoom out and a zoom in because it really is, which yeah. is fascinating. Normally we think of focus or awareness or perception on some level being while we're either more open or we're either more, you know, focused in, but actually there's a way in which it's in both directions where we're seeing things clearly in all dimensions. And that, that's a, that's a little bit of a borrowed idea. 
I'll claim I'll <laughs> I'll credit my sources. You ready for this really like hardcore heavy hitting? I've already referenced Titanic, so you know I'm finding <laughs> I'm finding the sacred and like the non sacred text. But this, this is kind is of perfect, a sacred text. But isn't that that's but because my pop culture is. references? But that's right because everything is. Thank you. Uh, Adventure Time, the cartoon that you particularly oh, which I've never seen. Uh, there's an episode where I can't remember what sparks it. If Ethan comes out here, he can tell us, but. Um, where Finn, the main character, Finn the human, he has this epiphany and you watch him like he's like looking at something like a blade of grass maybe or something and then it like zooms out until he sees the cosmos and then he like like zooms back in he like kind of like ah and then he says everything small is a smaller version of something big I get it now and that was I've definitely heard that phrase yeah I'm sure that it's happened Mm -hmm. in one of our conversations which oh my god I've been I'm excited about your visit, and I've been thinking about our in-present conversations. I'm really excited and having that are going to be amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Good morning, baby. <laughs> You're having a nap into the nighttime. Um, yeah. This is probably a wonderful place. If you, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Your dog's this is on super move fun. Again, I think we've As cleared always. our cache. I've about worked through the list not that anything had to be worked through there was something about there was something about douglas firs and birch trees and their interrelationship i think it was doug firs and birch trees and how if you take away one the other one doesn't isn't as healthy and if you take away the other the same like that they there's something they're both bringing to the table they both enjoy and rely on and you i love that you are my my birch tree (laughs) that means you're my doug fur yeah oh my god I love you so uh, much. I love you so much. All right. Well, I'll just be on the porch while you're throwing throwing a pot. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's the kettle. Let me go make us some uh, tea. Yeah. Or you're okay. throwing pots too, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 